Hey, this is Coach Colette, host of the Start Within podcast, and welcome to this week's Financial Fridays episode. So you know I'm always aiming to find interesting and relevant information to share with you. And so when I found out that Sunday is single tasking day, I had to learn more. Did you know that just 2% of the population is what can be considered a true multitasker or so-called super tasker? which is a term coined by David Strayer, a professor of psychology at the University of Utah, who studies attention. Now, if you are like me, you probably have been spending much of your time working, eating, playing, socializing, networking from home. So I guess the question is, how often is it that you are focusing on just one thing at a time? I've always been someone who tried to do single tasking, at least in the personal side of my life. Very rarely do I have my computer on and will be watching TV at the same time, at least not after I've so-called ended my work day. Although I will admit that that has gotten a little bit loose, particularly during the day if I am aiming to watch a news broadcast to stay up with current events. We might think that multitasking makes us more efficient when actually it is exactly the opposite. Multitasking makes it more difficult for us to focus, which then means it's easier for us to make mistakes and therefore harder to be productive overall. And in the long term, projects actually take longer. About 50% less gets accomplished when we try to do more than one thing at a time. Tasks also can end up being half finished or being finished with less quality. So Strayer and his team designed a test that had its subjects try not to crash in a driving simulation while performing memory tasks and analyzing math problems. But only about 2% of the people passed that test. They matched or even exceeded the way they performed on the test beforehand. So really, just 2% of people were able to do these multiple things at once. So what is it that you can do to encourage yourself to be more of a single tasker instead of a multitasker? Some suggestions are actually to disconnect from your electronic devices. And I know before you just cut the podcast off here, particularly at the start of your day. So finding a way to rise and be present being aware of your surroundings and easing into your day. And this is something that I recommend to my coaching clients as well, that the first thing that you do in the morning ideally should not be grabbing your phone. Aiming to eat your meals more mindfully. So instead of, which I have to raise my hand on this one, particularly in the pandemic, aiming to not 
eat while doing other things. So really focusing on your food, the taste, the texture, the smells. And if you can't do it for every single meal, try it for perhaps one meal out of the day or a couple of meals out of the week. And if you are fortunate enough to have people in your space that you eat with, try eating without phones, without devices, without screens, and really engaging in, again, your senses, the taste of the food, as well as the interaction as you share your meal. And on the work side, scheduling time on your calendar for your most challenging or difficult tasks and then honoring that schedule. And I know we're so bogged down with meetings and Zooms and connects, but also making time on your calendar for tasks so that you can work on challenging tasks with as few disruptions as possible. Again, we are not aiming for perfection here. I'm sharing this as perhaps, I don't know, is it a challenge? I don't know what language resonates with you in order to change a habit, but consider it as something that you might take on, an opportunity to pick a day out of the week or even just pick an hour out of your day where you set the intention to focus on one thing at a time. Be present in the moment, be present with the people that you are with and see how it goes. Let me know what happens. I'd love to hear it. That's all for me for now. Get ready and listen up to today's tip from Suki Singh. Hello, everyone. This is Suki Singh, a.k.a. Investing of the Investing Podcast with your Financial Friday tip. What I want to mention today is the word budget. A lot of people have a negative connotation when it comes to budgeting and the word budget. However, a good question to ask yourself is, do you even have a budget? If you do have a budget, are you following it? And if you don't have a budget, maybe you have another mind type of mindset that you would like to create instead of a budget. However, I definitely suggest having some type of structure or framework that you use to manage your finances. With that said, that is your Financial Friday tip, and I will speak to you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Coach Colette. You may have felt like you just survived 2020. What would it be like to thrive in 2021? Notwithstanding the external forces over which you have no control, what would it be like to make even a small shift this year? Can you imagine what it will be like at the end of this year when you reflect on all that you have created? It is possible when you start within, and I'd like to help you do it. You can visit my website, startwithincoaching.com, and at the top, click Start Here to schedule your complimentary activation call. 
We can talk about what's going on in your life right now and where you'd like to be. So go to startwithincoaching.com, click start here, and let's start your journey within. Hey, it's Coach Colette. I have a question for you. Have you ever had a moment where you realized that you not only wanted to do something, but that you couldn't not do it? I had one of those moments this week, and it was, I don't know, not shocking exactly, but it's one of those times where I felt like, wow, I really want this. I guess it would be kind of like analogous to those moments in the romantic comedy when the protagonist realizes that they can't live without the person and they have to make that mad dash to the bus station or the airport or the train station to say, yes, I love you. So for me, it was connected to Libby, the chatbot that we are building. And I had received an opportunity to be part of a pitch competition. And well, you know, it is Mercury in retrograde. So I was having difficulties accessing emails from the organization because I got the general announcement that yes, the participants are. And I was scrolling through the email and I was like, wait, that's my name. And I was so excited. And then I sent back my message like, yes, I'm totally confirming this, and went back to my normal business and other activities. And time kept going by, and I didn't get a reply. And I was thinking, all right, well, you know, takes time. And then the day ended, and I didn't get a reply. And I thought, all right, well, you know, they're working on other stuff. And then by the next day, still no reply. So I sent a message like, ah, just confirming, you know, that I sent my information and I'm still interested. No reply. The day continues. And then all of a sudden I get this message that says, hey, you need to send us a message back. We want to know if you're still interested. And I thought, oh my God, of course, yes. So I immediately banged back a reply. Yes, I'm still interested. And then I realized, Mercury retrograde, I guess my emails aren't going through. And then that was that moment where it was like, I want this. I can't let this opportunity fall away. I can't miss this chance. I'm not giving away my shot. And then it was like, okay, how can I reach out? So yes, then I became the digital stalker. I reached out on LinkedIn and Instagram, on Twitter. And then the final straw was actually calling a friend who I haven't spoken to in, I don't know, a really long time. And I said, I know you're connected with this organization. Would you mind helping me make this connection to make sure that I don't miss this chance to be part of this program? And she said, absolutely. In the end, yes, I emailed the person from a different email address and the message went through and I am confirmed to be part of the program. Through all of it, though, it was this sense of urgency and this sense of fear and then this sense of vulnerability because I thought, all right, who can I ask for help? How can I make this connection? 
And when I got to the point of calling the person out of the blue after more than a year, that's when I realized I really want to do this. That's when the vulnerability kicks in, right? Because when you realize that you really want it and you realize that you're willing to do almost anything to get it, then it becomes even more scary. And I've been an entrepreneur in many facets for a long time. So this rejuvenated that passion that, honestly, I have not experienced every single day. It's kind of like a relationship. There are moments where you feel that passion and that connection. And then there are moments where you're just going through the daily motions. And so this was a wake-up call and a reminder. It was exciting to rejuvenate this passion in me. It is Also exciting because as I'm building Libby and preparing for pitches, I spend so much time researching the problem. What is the problem that we're solving around mental health for women of color? And focusing on all of the things that are wrong, which is why we're building Libby. And in this case, I don't know, it rejuvenated a spark of energy and excitement, even if it was covered a little bit in fear and trepidation. But that excitement is the passion and the fire in the belly. That's something that I talk about in my Start Within Coaching model, which is how do you reconnect to the passion and the fire in your belly, particularly if you've been working on something for a while. Again, whether that's a business pursuit, a professional pursuit, or a personal pursuit or a personal relationship. How is it that you can get reconnected to the fire in your belly? How can you remind yourself on a regular basis why it is that you're doing what you do. Because the more you tap into that passion and that fire in the belly, the more excited and rejuvenated you will be, which will then make you more passionate in whatever you're doing, whether it's pitching, whether it's recruiting, whether it's attracting people into your venture, your organization. Or having your partner, if it's a personal relationship, having your partner recognize that passion and you can rekindle those flames. So those are my unplugged thoughts for today. I wanted to share that real story for you. And I'm curious, how do you tap into your passion, your fire in the belly? I hope it doesn't take a Mercury retrograde experience or a technology glitch for it to happen to you. But if it does, you know what? It's inspired me and maybe it will inspire you too. That's all for now. Have a fantastic weekend to all in Texas and the other states that have been affected by these storms. Be well, stay warm, stay safe, and we'll speak again soon. So what is your takeaway from this week's Financial Friday segment? What might you do differently around your money and your mindset? 
For more financial advice, you can check out Suki's podcast, Invest Sing, where I also share tips on his Wellness Wednesdays segment. If you enjoyed this episode and haven't already subscribed, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. You can also connect with me on Instagram at coach underscore Colette for more inspiration on personal growth and wellness. Tune in next Friday for another episode and get ready to start within to finish strong. Thank you.